0: Welcome to Episode 6 of the Schaefer Creative Podcast. In this episode, I'll be interviewing my talented and very beautiful wife, Melissa Schaefer, who we know as Missy, about the launch of her new photography business. You have been doing photography for a long time now.
1: 2008? Ten years? That's all? Yeah.
0: Seems like longer. We have
1: no pictures of our children as babies. Yeah. <laughs> it's so well, sad.
0: It is sad. Um, but recently we decided we would put up a website for you so that you could start gaining <laughs> clients. <laughs> it's about the platform that you have and the place that you're now in your life where you don't have the responsibilities you once did and you can move into... That's true. ...doing and other things. more toddlers
1: wrapped around my ankles.
0: Right. But you still have a couple. Yeah. But now you're able to start laying the groundwork for doing more photography.
1: Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Thanks to you, the website is built. I just had a Facebook page to start out with because... Well, because it was the Christmas season and I knew that there was going to be a great need right away. Because people do Christmas cards, so... So I was just going to stick with the Facebook page for a while, but then I realized that um, I was too divided. I was pouring everything into my photography and neglecting Schaefer Creative, and I thought, that's ridiculous. We should just merge these.
0: And you also had a client who introduced you to another possible uh, angle for your photography.
1: Yeah. She was revamping her career and needed a LinkedIn profile picture. If you take care in your profile picture to present yourself the way you would at a job interview, you're taken as seriously as you would be at a job interview. So wear what you're gonna wear, have the demeanor you wanna project. She was going into communications and my favorite quote from her that day was, she had this necklace that was askew. (laughs) I thought that's gonna cause trouble. We better just take that necklace off because every shot it was off center. One of her favorite shots was before we took the necklace off. I said, we can fix it in Photoshop. I'll center it. And when she saw the picture, she said, you know what? Leave the necklace. It's a little bit off center, just like me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny.
1: Yeah, and it is my favorite picture. And it was really fun to go to the site to shoot her because um, I work in natural light. And I'd already shot several families at that location. So I kind of knew where I was going to set her up. And she wanted like a gritty urban fill, which you can't get in a lot of parks. But this park happens to have this big green metal wall.
0: It's a door, isn't it?
1: Yeah, the door to something hidden in the earth. I don't know, it's like 10 feet It's boats
0: for boats and
1: canoes and that sort of thing, I'm sure. Okay.
0: Or the docks that run
1: like, so. um, I shot her in front of that, and now her picture really stands (laughs) out because it's bright green behind her and then I kind of edited the colors to make it mesh with what she was wearing oh anyway what I was saying was um we were shooting outside and it was freezing but she would just throw her coat off and I would snap the pictures and we'd move to the next location and she'd put her coat back on and she was standing in front of this building that we just ignored Because I thought, it's park maintenance or whatever. And I said, can you back up a little bit? And something made her turn around. And she put her hand on the doorknob and just opened it. Oh, it's open. (laughs) So we popped our heads in, like, are we going to get in trouble? And it was just this deserted, nice warming hut with beautiful light. And so I set her up in front of the window. And I said, oh, right there, right there. And it was like a free studio for the day. I wish it was open all the time. So my next goal is to find... um, That beautiful light, that's not freezing for my clients in downtown Montreal, Mm because I have some actors I need to shoot there, and the West Island.
0: So you started taking photographs in 2008 more seriously. What started that?
1: That was the time when blogging was really big, and I had stumbled upon the Pioneer Woman's blog, and I was just mesmerized by her pictures. In very simple terms, I thought, I want to be able to have what I'm focusing on sharp in the background, all blurry. <laughs> I didn't even know what to call that. And so I just did the simplest thing and the most naive thing, which was, I need the camera she uses. So I started following her and paying attention to all the pictures she took and reading the articles she wrote in photography. And you bought me a Nikon D90, mm. whatever she used. Yeah. Because I thought I had to have that to... Right copy. Even though I had
0: researched and decided to get you a Canon, (laughs) you had to have that Nikon.
1: (laughs) Canon was better.
0: (laughs) Well, no, Nikon's just as well. It was just the the model had some problems.
1: Yes, which we found out by sending it back to the shop three times. So um, since we'd moved to Canada, our family seemed like it was on the other side of the world. And so a way to keep them up-to-date with what was going on was to do a daily blog which I did just about every day and it ended up being about kid life because our kids were hilarious at that age and I would just write it kind of like in the vein of um, a Christmas story and then <laughs> the kids grew up with a camera in their face but by the time they were teenagers they were putting their hand up when I'd aim the camera at them they would put their hand up like no so there went the blog about the kids and I started taking pictures of McKenna because she wanted to get into modeling and then it morphed into taking pictures of for modeling and friends who wanted their kids shot and
0: yeah you had a lot of people asking you for for photos even though you weren't advertising or anything like that because they saw your blog and they knew what kind of style you had
1: but um now I'm really excited you know how people talk about a job that they wake up and they can't wait, I mean, I can't wait to go to a shoot, place the model, shoot the model, and get home and dump the pictures and see what I have. And then editing, it's like finding hidden treasure, uncovering what I um, found, and then editing it until it looks exactly right. And that gives me such joy. Yeah, it's, you, it's get,
0: a, you get lost in your world like I get lost in my world with art
1: yes yeah. I finally I finally understand you <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was waiting for the day you'd understand my my dilemma now you just disappear and now I know okay she's in her world
1: my mom used to do that because she was a portrait artist and I remember when she would be working on a portrait and we'd come up and ask her a question she could not break away from what she was doing and she'd be staring at the portrait with her hand po- poised over the next thing she was going to paint and we'd ask her the question and say she'd say just a minute just a minute <laughs> she couldn't break her brain away like mm-hmm. we can't and yeah. I, I think the kids feel that way now
0: that yeah, we're pictures. Yeah, they get two of us doing it
1: where's daddy same in
0: place it, mommy is
1: <laughs> in his studio
0: <laughs> do you have any photographers who inspire you.
1: You know, I haven't really conquered that realm yet, but what inspires me a lot is Sargent. I love Sargent. I love Zorn painters. Yes, the painters.
0: John Singer Sargent and Zorn.
1: And um Dean cornwell Um I have a stack of books up there that I'm going through and I just think, "Wow, if I could just shoot like those guys posed paint." But Um, sometimes I'm afraid to look at other photographers' work because I don't want to copy them. I really want to be original and do my own thing, but I guess I just got to get over that.
0: You got to get over that.
1: Because you have to learn from other people. Because
0: most of them do standard stuff, and so everybody's got to learn the standard stuff. It's once you master the fundamentals of lighting and posing that you can then break away and do your own thing. So you have to get that foundation under you. And that's what I've been trying to get you to see um, and get comfortable with. Because that ba- those basics then explode into a whole colorful realm of possibilities in what you're trying to do in, in looking at Sergeant and Zorn and, and Cornwell. And that is a very interesting approach um, that is it interests me because I love those guys as painters. And if you can bring that sensibility... Into yeah. your portrait work, there's yeah. going to be nobody doing what you're doing.
1: I hope so. So it's like the ballet dancer who has to practice the the fundamentals over and over and over at that bar doing That's right. just that those standard exercises, and then she can take all those tools right. and create something. That's right.
0: You, you look at all of those standard headshots of people that has the basic three-point lighting scheme. You have to understand that three-point lighting scheme and be able to reproduce it as part of your skill set, right? Because then you expand beyond that into the other realm.
1: When are you going to teach me that? Oh. Three-point lighting. Yeah. How about after our pumpkin pie? All right. That's <laughs> a deal. <laughs> I think I need
0: to go check on it. All right. All right. That's the end of this episode. No burnt pumpkin pie. No burnt pumpkin pie. <laughs> to see Missy's work, you can see it at slash
1: photography.